Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and today is Saturday, June nineteenth, twenty twenty one. It's been a it's been a really busy day for me. I've gotten a lot done. I'm really really happy with it. I'm getting my podcast done a little bit earlier, which is always nice. I hate doing them super late because I'm usually tired and can't focus. So it's been a good day. I'm I'm pumped. It's been it's been awesome. So. I got up today a little bit later than I wanted to, and sometimes I think that it's just kind of my like my body's way of telling me, hey, you're too tired, you need to sleep in, because I fell asleep before I could even set an alarm last night. So part of the issue was that I didn't set an alarm, part of the issue is I stayed up too late, but I ended up sleeping in, getting a little bit more rest, which is never a bad thing, just I hate getting a late start. Like My favorite thing is getting up early, getting ahead of the day, and getting a lot done before most people are up. Like That's the way that I like to do things, and so... That was not possible today, but I did get up. I got some work done. I managed to apply. So there's like a lot of different apps like Cash App, Venmo, um, some other ones being Revolut, and then SoFi is another one that allow you to do like banking or transacting money on like digitally. And I like these services a lot because they give you a card that allows you to buy with that card and you can preload money on it almost like a preloaded visa except there's nuances and stuff and you have to kind of figure that out for yourself so the reason I like these is because a lot of sites will only ship one per card or one per address and stuff like that so I will use multiple cards and the nice thing for me is that they're not affecting my credit by getting a debit card because it's just a debit card it's not like it's doing some sort of weird thing where it's going to affect my credit score but each one of those could be another purchase of a pair of shoes or another purchase of an item that if I massively hit and I'm running more cards on a bot or something like that, I can check stuff out and get more purchases. So like that's what I'm looking for right now. And I managed to sign up for a couple of those that I just haven't gotten around to yet. And then I really got after it today trying to finish up getting this virtual assistant plan together for a listing assistant and I'm going to couple that in with a bookkeeping assistant as well and I don't know why this didn't occur to me but I was looking at the way that I was going to have to do things and I was going to purchase some accounts for some of the virtual assistants that I'm going to be using for uh, software I use called Airtable and the like Airtable, when you upgrade your base, your Airtable, they're called bases like spreadsheet. When you upgrade it to uh, like a premium account, everybody that uses it, the ones to edit it has to be premium. It's a terrible way of doing it, but I kind of understand why they do it that way so that one person can't upgrade it and then like nobody else does it and share it with a bunch of people and stuff like that. Like I understand how it works, but it's kind of sucks. But the thing I was thinking about is like every time I want to have somebody else do something with this one particular, like my spreadsheet that I have on there, I'm going to have to buy them a new account. And then it occurred to me today, why don't I just have them all use one account? I use one account on several devices. Why can't I just have them use one account and share it? So that's like, that was nice to think about today. And it led me to thinking about working creatively and how there are several solutions to a problem usually. Usually there's not just one cut and dry solution. I think so often we just see maybe the most straight path of getting there. And when that path gets blocked off, we don't go. We, we figure it's not worth it. It's too hard. It's not for us. It's not meant to be. And then we don't go after that that goal or that achievement that we're looking at that was right there one at one moment and at the next moment looked like it was blocked off. And the people that end up being successful are those that don't say, 
okay, well, the path of least resistance is now gone, I'm screwed, and then quit, the people that are successful say, the path of least resistance may not be there, but I'm going to find a path or make my own path, and we're going to get there no matter what. And that's the that's like the key differentiator between what I find in people that end up being successful and people that don't. When I listen to podcasts of people that are making millions of dollars, when I listen to or read books from people that have built million-dollar, billion-dollar companies, they all have had multiple struggles building and run into multiple issues, run into problems with building a team, run into problems with building a company, run into issues just like we run into random things. Like when we run into an eBay buyer that sucks or we run into shipping something where I like the time I shipped somebody a pair of weights that was supposed to be sent, I think like a swimming pool. And then I sent the swimming pool person a set of weights and they're like, they both got pissed at me. Like those sort of things happen, but on a larger scale when you're doing higher money transactions and higher volume and stuff like that. So they run into those sort of situations too, just random weird occurrences that, that come down to mistakes and poor processes. And what I find is that the people that didn't quit, the people that didn't say this isn't meant to be or get freaked out and stop or, or whatever, but said, you know what, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get down. I'm going to actually grind on this and figure out what I need to do to be successful. Those are the people that end up being highly successful. They're they're insanely successful. They look crazy in the moment because everybody around them is going, that doesn't work. You saw what's happened. You see what's happening now. You're obviously terrible at it. Why don't you just quit? And the person says, no, I'm terrible at this because I don't know what I'm doing yet. And the only way I'm going to learn is by doing. So they fight through it. They determine what the solution is. It may not be the most direct way. It may not be the best way of doing it at first, but Based on the situation that they have put themselves in, they found some sort of creative way to get to the solution of what their problem is, and they end up making a boatload of money because of it. And that sort of thing is what it's what I'm trying to figure out how to do. Because like my job right now, my day job is an engineer, and engineers are supposed to come up with creative problems. And I don't know if it, a lot of people that know me personally would say this, but I'm not super creative, right? I don't I don't think many people would peg me as the super creative type. I'm just not. Like, I'm not artistic. I don't have any musical talent. And thinking outside the box was not my forte ever. And through work and through kind of trying to push myself to think a little bit more outside the box or creatively, and what does that mean, right? Well, it means that whenever you see that an item that you bought a bunch of, you can no longer sell on eBay because they cut you off, you look for a new platform. Or maybe you reach out to eBay and you say, hey, why can't I sell this? And maybe they say, well, you need to go get this permit. And you say, well, is that really needed? Or is there some sort of is there some sort of quantity I can sell for now? And maybe you find a new eBay rep to talk to. Or maybe you call, like there's so many different solutions out there. But before, when I first started selling, I would just say, oh, that's the way it is, right? That's just the way it is. I, I just can't sell any more Xboxes. I just, I'm just cut off from eBay right now. And now I look at it and go, that's probably not even true. Like they know that I'm a good seller. They know that I'm not out there trying to scam people. What's the real reason behind this? And how can I get access to selling more of an item? Or how can I get access to selling more in general, right? When we first start on eBay, you're capped at a thousand dollars. Somebody came to me on Instagram one day, I'll never forget it. And they were like, I'm a Poshmark seller and I hit my max on eBay in like the first two days. And I'm like, that's awesome. What's wrong? They're like, I hit my max. I can't sell anymore. And I've only been on eBay for like a week. And I said, okay, cool. Did you reach out to eBay? And they said no. And I'm like, well, why Why wouldn't you reach out to eBay? They're there because they want to make you more sales. I said, jump on eBay chat, message somebody on there right now. It's like the, the free chat bot that they have. And then it connects you with somebody that works at eBay. Tell them what you do. 
tell them you sell a lot on Poshmark, you're looking to move to eBay and grow your business, you see it as a great potential of growth for you, seeing as how you've done the first week, and ask them for more sales power. And they did that and came back to me an hour later. They're like, oh yeah, they up my sales limit a month from $1,000 to 19 k And I'm like, well, that's all you have to do. It would have taken you five minutes to do that. And not to criticize that person, they didn't know eBay, but the point is, being creative would have helped that person out. They would have saved themselves time and saved me time, but more so that, I mean, they're probably sitting there for like two days and like, I don't know how to get more sales power on eBay. This platform sucks. They cap me off. And like, I don't really know other platforms that really do cap people off other than maybe like Amazon. So like, I guess the bigger platforms do, the, the smaller platforms don't because they want more people selling with them. But going to eBay and just saying a simple thing like, hey, I'm a Poshmark seller. I sell on Mercari. I make a ton of money on there and I'm looking to help make more money with you guys. I'm capped right now and I know I could be selling more if you gave me more limits. We'd both benefit from this. Can I have some more selling power? That's mutually beneficial for both of you. Both you, both eBay. Like, like it works both ways and that's the thing that, who would say no to that? Who would say, eh, you know what? I don't think eBay needs more sales. I'm a, I'm a, like an assistant for eBay. I think we're good. I think that, you know what? I looked at the numbers and I think we're good. No, nobody's going to say that. They're going to give you more selling power and it's getting out of your comfort zone or getting more creative and saying, this probably like the first no is just mainly a no to turn the masses away and save them time, right? They don't want to have to deal with all these issues. If they tell most people no, most people just shrug their shoulders and walk away and, and not do anything about it. But if you're persistent and you go back and it's not being rude, it's not being annoying. It's just basically saying that is not acceptable for me. I need to figure out a way that I can make this a yes. I need to figure out a way that I can do this. And there's going to be times where it's just almost impossible and maybe you can't figure it out but the majority of the time you can. And it's just trying to get a little bit more than just the first way of doing something. Maybe going through two, three, four, five, six, seven ways of doing something, maybe even more until you get to where you need to be with whatever you're trying to accomplish. And I think there's just so many people, myself included, like I'm the worst at this. And I, I, I have been for a very long time. Thankfully, I have it like my job is just like not like it's not it doesn't accept that right like the job that I had that I got coming out of school just does not accept that if, if, if a machine breaks and I go and find out that the manufacturer doesn't make the parts anymore well like I can't just like say well we're not going to use that machine anymore like I need to go to plan B plan B may be me sketching up the part and then sending it out to somebody to have it made maybe looking for other distributors it may be looking for somebody who has them on like new old stock right maybe the company doesn't have it anymore but somebody bought out all their old stock that they said hey we don't sell these anymore some guy's willing to buy them for you know a quarter of the price let's just get rid of them we don't deal with it anymore somebody needs it they'll find that guy and like that's the way you got to be you got to go from plan a to b to c but you need to have maybe like plan ahead and figure out well if this doesn't work then this if this doesn't work then this it's almost like a program right it's almost like coding where you go if A, then B, if A doesn't work, then B, if B doesn't work, then C, and you just iterate through those until you find one of them that meets the criteria that works for you, and then you take it, and you run with it, and you make you make that thing that you're trying to accomplish happen, and I just think that so much, so much of the time, we just quit after the first one, number, like, number one, or step A, or whatever you want to call it, when that doesn't pan out for us, we just end up quitting, and it's really, really detrimental to us and our business. So that's that's what I've been trying to work on. I mean, being more creative, being able to think outside the box, and not just in item sourcing, but mainly in just solving problems, solving my own problems, solving my business's problems, and trying to think of how I can 
make things a little bit easier on myself or make my business run more efficiently. And if there's a roadblock figuring out how do I get past that, how do I figure out a way to remove that roadblock, go through the roadblock, get around it, like whatever I need to do in order to get where I need to be. So that boils down to today, me working on getting a virtual assistant set up. I need to finish what I'm working on with that. I have the listing assistant pretty much ready to go. I have a few things I'm still working out in my head that I'm probably going to have to play with as I end up rolling them into my business. And then I'm also making a bookkeeping assistant as well, which is going to be so nice and also super, super easy in my opinion. The way that I have it set up is going to be really nice. I'm going to basically do their work for them at the beginning, right? So I'm going to set up some spreadsheets that do their work for them, but they're going to be the ones entering it. That's what I want. I want them doing the least amount of work possible, but also me not having to do that work because me entering information off of a credit card statement or like a CSV file, which is probably what I'll be downloading. I'll just give them a CSV file, say, hey, re-enter re this information for me, get this information because it's fine if I only have 10 sales in a week or something like that, I can manage that. But the weeks where I've had 40, 50, 100 sales, that's not manageable for me. And it's also a waste of my time. And my goal is to be at that every week. So like, you know what I mean? It's it's not just to be doing 10 sales. If my, if my five-year goal was to be, hey, I want to be able to do 10 sales a week, I can manage that with my time. My goal is not to do that. My goal is to be doing hundreds of sales every week. And if that is my goal, I need to build a company that can sustain, can sustain uh, running around that kind of a... Uh, huge volume and that starts with having somebody being able to do these useless tasks these tasks that don't make me money these tasks that aren't growing my business but need to be done anyways and I think that that's really the the differentiator here is me trying to get some of these things rolled out there where I do a little bit of work but most of the stuff that's useless most of the stuff that isn't worth my time I outsource and I say hey somebody else can do this for me cheaper I give it to them to do and while that thing is happening while that person's doing that thing, I can do whatever I want. And it's going to be much better for me, both both like for my business, because I'll be able to first off take on better challenges, take on more learning, take on more of the important things about it. And number two, like mentally, like me being able, if that person takes an hour of time away from what I am doing right now of bookkeeping a week, just that hour would be so much better for me right now, just to be able to sit down and like, I don't even care if I take a nap. Like whatever I do would be way better than what I'm doing right now bookkeeping. Like it would just be better for me to reset my head or for me to work on some sort of learning or like like learn a new business strategy or read a book or like any of these things would be way more beneficial for me because they would add value to me in the long term. Bookkeeping does not. So bringing in a virtual assistant, setting that up, setting up those systems for them to come in, for them to say, okay, here's the CSV files, here's the Excel files, I'm going to copy these into Airtable, and then I'll go to the tab that says orders, and I'll basically just copy those, paste them into Airtable, that'll be nice for me, and they, I may pay them a few bucks a week, but to have that eliminated for me is going to be way better in the long term, because I can scale that, I can get two if I need to, like two virtual assistants to do it, whatever I need, I can do it, and whenever my time's worth more money than it is now, it's going to already have the system in place. My business will that it'll be able to be outsourced. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And that's one of the solutions that I've come up with, but there's certainly more to be had. So all that kind of goes to say, if I want to wrap, wrap this podcast up and make it some sort of nugget that you can walk away with, figure out where you want to go and, and, and make some systems for your business. That's what I've been focusing on so much this year. 
and it's really hit me like like it really really hit me hard when I realized how much these other eBay sellers that are doing like much more volume than I am how diligent they are at perfecting what they're doing and doing it well and how poorly I've been doing it for so long and it just kind of like I watching daily refinement and seeing how he has literally 600 bins of of clothing with like 40 pieces of clothing each and then all these shoes and he's organized he's not losing stuff like that that to me is completely unmanageable for me right now and looking at that going wow that guy is way way ahead of where I'm at how do I get to that and and that completely revolutionized the way that I've been thinking this year it's been awesome I mean so that's where I'm at right now that's what I'm working on hopefully that helps you out if you take one thing away from it just Think more creatively about the things that come your way. Don't take it as eBay screwing me, Mercari is giving me a hard time, Poshmark. They may be doing that, but you need to figure out your way to get around whatever's in your in your path that's blocking you from where you want to be. And, and whether that's trying to figure out how to get a negative feedback removed or how to get more items to sell or how to be able to sell more of a single item, like whatever it is, try and find other ways to get there other than just the most direct way if that way seems to be not working for you. So... Hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that can be something that makes you some more money or at least just helps you out this week. I am going to wrap this podcast up. You guys have a great rest of your Saturday. I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.